As you all know by now, nonprofit work is a key aspect of the public sector, and here at Do Good Well, we have highlighted the Binghamton MTA Nonprofit Management Program and the local Binghamton Nonprofit Organization. But what about national and international nonprofit organizations? These also have a large impact on our lives. Today, I have the honor of speaking to Elizabeth Mercours Sislo, the Director of Strategic and Philanthropic Partnerships at Make-A-Wish Metro New York and Western New York. Make-A-Wish is a nonprofit, nonprofit organization that grants the wishes of kids battling critical illnesses. This chapter specifically grants wishes within the five boroughs, Long Island, and 17 counties of Rochester and Buffalo. My name is Annabelle Bangs, and welcome to Do Good Well. Lizzie, hi. Um, I want to welcome you to our podcast, and thank you for speaking with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me today, Annabelle. Um, and to just get right into the questions, you've had various roles at Make-A-Wish. You've actually been there uh, starting as a special events intern and now in your current role as Director of Strategic and Philanthropic Partnerships. So why did you first choose Make-A-Wish as an organization, I guess, when you were looking at internships, when you were exploring a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, just get into that. Definitely. So I think from my undergraduate degree is kind of where it all began. I attended Penn State University and part of their student organization called THON. Um, and THON is a student-run philanthropy that supports families that are impacted by childhood cancer th through a 46-hour dance marathon. So I was a part of THON from my freshman year. And it made me realize that in my career, I really wanted to work with organizations that supported both children and their families. I come from a big Greek family. I have five other siblings. So it's something that just really resonated with me. And um, luck have it, uh, my boss from one of my first internships had recently moved to Make-A-Wish and she called me up and said, you know, would you want to come and intern for me? It was an absolute dream come true. I mean, Make-A-Wish is such a well-known and incredible organization that is changing lives for kids and their families battling critical illnesses. And I just feel really lucky that the opportunity presented itself. And I have learned so much over my last seven years here and feel really lucky to work for Make-A-Wish. Great. Um, and you just said that you've been at Make-A-Wish for seven years and you've been in various different roles. So can you expand on your favorite role in your time at Make-A-Wish? Ooh, this is a hard one, uh, especially because I think I've loved every role that I've been in at Make-A-Wish. Um, I'm really lucky to have learned so much from day one as an intern to where I am today. And I think it all came together to make me the professional that I now am. With that being said, I would say my favorite role um, is probably my current role as Director of Philanthropic and Strategic Partnerships. I love working with individuals and foundations and corporations um, just to see how they can best support our mission. There is nothing better than meeting someone that feels a connection to Make-A-Wish and having that opportunity to work with them to see how we can align with their philanthropic priorities. I also love the creativity that comes around with this role from building out different like marketing pieces to strategies to spread the Make-A-Wish mission further, um, just to come together to raise those vital funds to make wishes come true. Great, lovely. And you know, that's definitely something that is extremely important. And being in a director role, you definitely do you feel like you can make 
a larger impact as opposed to maybe being in a lower level role, just to jump away from the preset questions a little bit. I think, you know, it's interesting. I think you have an impact no matter what role you're in at an organization. I truly believe that, but I love being a leader and I love working with my team and helping them grow and really empowering them to take on more and to um, really make a difference at the organization, no matter what level they're at. So I think no matter your role, you can have an impact, but I do feel like as a leader, as a director, um, I can inspire my team that much more. Great. And on the topic of impact, what is the most impactful thing that you felt like you have done personally during your time at Make-A-Wish? So I think the most impactful thing I've done personally during my time at Make-A-Wish is actually what I do outside of my day-to-day, and that is by volunteering as a wish grantor. So staff is not required to volunteer as a wish grantor, but it is something that you have the option to do. Um, And as a wish granting volunteer, you actually get to meet with the children and their families to find out what they'll wish for. And, you know, there's some misconceptions around Make-A-Wish being a last wish or for kids that are terminally ill. And and that's not true. We grant wishes for kids battling critical illnesses. And I think what people don't know is that long-term impact of a wish. And being a part of that in so many different ways is how I think I am the most impactful. Um, There was actually a study done in this last year that showed the long-term impact of a wish. So they interviewed um, wish parents and wish alumni and medical professionals, um, and they overwhelmingly agreed that um, a wish experience contributes substantially to the physical, the mental, and the emotional health of children. Um, so for me, being a wish granting volunteer and you know seeing how it helps children and their families battle these critical illnesses is truly the most impactful thing I have done. So you're still, even though you work for a major not-for-profit organization, you're still volunteering in your day-to-day life and in your free time. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I think it shows how much the mission means, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, No, that's really, that's definitely really impactful. And that really shows, I think, not only like your character, but that also shows, I think, almost the makeup of Make-A-Wish as an organization as well, because you have these wish granters that, and we have um, wish granters on Binghamton University's campus as well. So amazing. what is one of your favorite parts of Make-A-Wish as an organization then as well? There are so many parts. Um, I would say you don't have to stick to just one. You can elaborate. (laughs) Branch out. No, I'll try to stick to it. So, um, if I had to pick my favorite part of Make a Wish as an organization, I would say beyond you know the team and the culture that we have, it's really the different types of wishes that we're making come true. Um, Wishes take a lot of money, of course, to grant, and that's where like our fundraising team comes in. But they also take so much time and effort, and that's where the wish granting team comes in, and they're actually executing on all of these wishes. Each wish is unique in what the child is dreaming up. So while we grant a lot of Disney wishes, which is, I'm sure, what a lot of your listeners may think of when they hear Make-A-Wish, Every Disney wish is different and it's based on what the child loves and wants to see while they're there. Um, But we also grant so many other wishes. We grant wishes for kids who want support with college tuition assistance or a laptop or a gaming system. Um, One of my favorite types of wishes too is um, wishes that are really supporting um, the child and their family while they're going through this battle. And an example of that would be for medical equipment. 
like a patient lift or a hospital bed. Um, but then we also have those super creative wishes that um, maybe for kids who want to, and this is an actual wish, Annabelle, we had one young kid who wanted to go to Saturn. And I know it's like, how is that even possible? But again, Make-A-Wish was able to bring in our incredible community that surrounds us and utilize like AR, VR technology to have a simulation put together of going to Saturn. So I think my favorite part is seeing these wishes come true and seeing the smile on these children's faces and hearing from their families how much, um, you know, these wishes have meant to them in their journey. Yeah, and I can definitely go into Saturn. That's a really good one. And I like that you are able to also construct that in a way um, and make that child's wish come true in a capacity that was realistic because we can't send people to Saturn at this moment (laughs) in time, but that you're able to also fulfill all of these because they are an expensive um, gift as well. But you're able to do both like you know, the traditional ones that people think of, like go to Disneyland, meet a celebrity, but also there are some of the practical aspects as well. Exactly. Um, and it is it is very impactful. And a lot of people, I think also, as to go back a little bit, think of just terminally ill children and not all illnesses, but Make-A-Wish as an organization is a very broad network. Yeah. So it's all, we grant the wishes of all children from two and a half to 18 battling a critical illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to actually switch gears slightly also into your volunteer life a little bit, and we touched on this with your volunteer life as a wishmaker, but can you discuss your experience um, on the Emerging Leaders Committee of the Association of Fundraising Professionals? Yeah. Which is another impactful thing that you do. You do a lot, Lizzie. Thank you, Annabelle. That's so sweet. Um, yes. So I, you know, like you said, the previously the dollars needed to fund these organizations, all nonprofit organizations is such an important part of the work we do. Um, And when I was in college and interning for a couple of different nonprofits, I really fell in love with the fundraising side of nonprofits. Uh, It was the, that was really the main reason why when I started my professional career in New York City, I knew I wanted to begin to network with other fundraisers in the industry because I think that's really important to learn from your peers. And that's where the Association of Fundraising Professionals came in. So um, the Association of Fundraising Professionals is a nonprofit organization that provides benefits and fundraising resources to its members. So I remember first attending an event in 2016 and knowing, okay, I really want to get more involved. And that's when I found out about the Emerging Leaders Committee. Um, so the Emerging Leaders Committee, our goal is to find ways to like engage and serve and support young professionals um, to help them be successful in their development careers. So we put on different types of professional development and fundraising and networking events. And it's a really amazing way to get to learn from other fundraisers, you know, whether it be best practices or maybe some struggles that they're having that you may be feeling at your organization and someone else may be feeling as well. So I could not recommend getting involved with an organization like this more. It's really helped me grow a lot in my career and um, just meet some incredible people along the way as well. Okay, 
Right. And there's also, I mean, there's that continuing almost professional development aspect, um, which is always really good. And we see that a lot in other public sector work. We see that in an earlier episode we did that I did with um, the Commissioner of Human Rights with uh, Maria Imperial for New York State. Uh, Lawyers do that with CL courses. So I'm glad that you are also continuing your professional development. But have you always felt a connection? And you've, I guess you've always felt a connection to volunteering, but have you always felt a connection to public service? Um, yeah. And what was like your main motivating factors beyond, we kind of talked about your main motivating factors to get into Make-A-Wish, but to get into just like the public service sector as a whole. Yeah. You know, I've, I always have had that connection and I feel very lucky to have grown up with parents that really invoked that like philanthropic spirit in me from a young age. I remember just from middle school and into high school being involved with clubs that came back, gave back to the community where I grew up in, in Long Island. Um, you know, I mentioned my time at Penn State with Don, but I was also president of a sorority while I was there, Alpha Chi Omega. Um, and the philanthropy that Alpha Chi Omega focused on was supporting those who are victims of domestic violence. Um, So I feel really lucky to have taken this like lifelong passion from when I was, you know, very young with my parents and through my entire um, upbringing and to be able to make this into a profession. I feel really grateful to have been able to do that. Okay. Um, So there's like a draw from many different experiences to get you to where you are now and you continue to learn as you grew throughout the public sector then you would say exactly I think so and I think I honed in more and more on maybe the fields that meant the most to me and how I thought I can use my skill set to continue to give back and so yes I think I've learned you know from years and years of experience um and just trying new things to bring me to where I am today Yes. And on the topic of also trying new things, you also teach a little bit. So you teach as an associate instructor at Columbia University um, in non-for-profit management. Yes. Yep. Um, so what is it like to educate future public servants then? Like what's it like to basically educate I'm I'm a student and while I'm doing local government I'm not doing not-for-profit management what's it like to basically educate other MPA students other future public servants yeah so I actually graduated from Columbia's nonprofit master's program in 2020 um, and I had felt like I learned so much while getting my degree that when I graduated, you know, I automatically turned back to what I always turn back to. And that's how can I continue to give back and support this school? So I found out about their associate instructors program um, essentially right after I graduated and signed up right away. Um, you know, I now support other professors in teaching their classes. So I have been a part of classes like the business of nonprofits to a communication course for leaders and even a final capstone class. And I love being able to work directly, not only with the students on the classwork and the assignments and the curriculum, 
but also giving them support and advice as it comes to like their own career and the paths that they're looking to pursue. Um, a lot of students work full time and do this course part time. And then there are others who are full time in this course and maybe doing a career change. So I love being able to connect with the students and support them along whatever path they are on. And I also feel as though I am a lifelong student. I love learning, like you said at the beginning of this. And so this feels like I'm continuing my education as well. Um, so I really love all that comes along with um, being an associate instructor. Um, do you also feel like you're able to make a direct impact on the students themselves and help influence their career paths? Um, I do. You're coming from a very high ranking professional position. Yeah, I do. And I think that's where a little bit what we talked about a couple minutes ago, my career trajectory also helps me make that impact as well. You know, having started as an intern into being where I am now in my career, um, I think I can also help un people understand that journey that they're going along, if they maybe want to shift into a different role, what that may look like. And I also love to be able to help to make connections. So if I don't know the answer to something or I may not be the right person to give that advice, have I met someone along the way that I think I can make that connection for someone else to kind of have that mentor that they're looking for? Um, I definitely think I'm able to do that for them to the best of my ability whenever I can. Well, um, your guidance is definitely appreciated. And you know, Danielle in our program as well. And uh, she speaks very highly of you, of course. Well, Danielle um, is the best. So the feeling is mutual. And then on also the topic of advice and guidance, as a young public servant who has made a very large impact, an educator, um, someone who still volunteers in uh, her day-to-day -day life, is there any advice that you would like to give to the Binghamton MPA students um, and other future public servants, especially those that are considering going into nonprofit work um, and even those that are kind of undecided in where they want to go. Yeah. I think my number one piece of advice will be just to always follow your passion. Um, I think when you are passionate about the work that you do, you will always be excited to start another day. And you'll also always bring your best self forth to the mission. We do such important work. And at times that work can be really hard, um, whether it's the mission that we're supporting or, you know, the um, support that we may have, whether it's like a large team or a small team, um, always being innovative is going to be important. But having that passion for what you're doing, whether it's the mission or the type of role you're in, I think will always bring you to the next level. And in, in doing that, it will bring the mission that you're serving to the next level as well. Um, it's almost like that idea of like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, do you agree? It is. I do agree with that. I think, you know, there are hard days, right? There always will be. And there are days where we hear stories that are difficult on behalf of our wish families. But I think when you love what you do, like you said, it really just pushes you to keep working as hard as you possibly can. And you very obviously love what you do and it's evident in how you've talked today and um at least from what i see on like your linkedin and everything so um it's very it's very good and i am really grateful that i was able to talk to you today 
Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you for inviting me here today. And I look forward to hopefully having future conversations as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you again so much for being able to answer all of our questions, highlighting your work um, and highlighting Make-A-Wish as an organization. If you have anything else to say, you're welcome to say it now. I think you hit it all. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah. Um, and then for all of our other listeners out there, uh, remember that nonprofit organizations are at all levels, just like our governments are. And until our next episode, keep doing good well. <laughs>